So let's start with this. Jealousy is a symptom. So if you experience jealousy, it's a symptom. The question is, is it's a symptom of what? So you got to go a little deeper. If you stay in the jealousy and you want to have a conversation about jealousy, so some, some, some fools will say, no, jealousy, and then they try to take it a little deeper. You shouldn't have jealousy because you're open and you're good with yourself and she's not your possession or vice versa. This is fucking rubbish because you still feel jealousy. And then there's those who respond to jealousy with a, a certain kind of behavior, trying to uh, uh, deal with the problem. So either way, you're suffering. That's the key. The, the, the question is, well, where does jealousy come from? So again, what's, you, what's your foundational premise to address the situation? As I've said in all the videos, it's like, well, for me, the human being is intelligent. The human body and all its responses is intelligent. Now my interpretation may be incorrect because I've been brainwashed to misunderstand myself. So if I experience something, there's a validity to it. How I interpret it depends on my confusion. But there's something happening. That's why I'm feeling this thing that people call jealousy. Something is happening. It may not be what I'm imagining. It may be also. The problem is not jealousy, the problem is that there's something happening, I'm not perceiving it clearly, and it's pointing to something deeper inside myself. Do I want to know what's going on? Staying at the level of the symptom is like a person who has a headache. Take an aspirin, or uh, I don't know, put some uh, ginger on their forehead to try to appease the pain. Yeah, but why did I have a f headache in the first place? It's a symptom. So if we speak about jealousy or any other like uh, similar uh, feeling, it's a symptom. And it clearly points to something which is, well, there's something happening. What's happening? But y'all don't know. Or maybe you have a sense of it, but you don't see the total picture. Or maybe you're in too far in a certain kind of dynamic. You've given a little too much before your time, and now somebody's playing you. All this to say that there's a whole world of invisible, uh, it's an invisible reality that is very real, very tangent. It's about energy. And you certainly don't have a mastership over it. You don't understand how your energy functions. You probably don't understand how the energy of the opposite sex functions. You don't probably don't understand the dance, maybe at a certain level, but not deep enough. You don't also understand what's your function as a man or as a woman. What's your real strength? You don't know yourself. There's a confusion. Part of, uh, part of that symptom, if you're with a woman or the opposite sex, it's going to heighten now all these discrepancies. And you're going to experience this either in a form of jealousy or another feeling, which is essentially a pain. You have pain. But what's going on? I don't know. Yeah, but I'm with this girl and she looked at that guy. Well, then there's a, the people who are going to say, well, there's nothing wrong that she looks at that guy. And then there's the other extreme. She should look at the floor and never look at the guy. It's not the, the problem is not if she's looking or not. The problem is what's she doing with her attention? Is her attention engaged with us, meaning me and her? 
or not? And what does it mean that a woman's attention is engaged with me? So what, do I, what must I provide for her attention to be anchored? So the conversation goes so deep. And uh, you have to have the courage to go uh, to that level. Or you need to say as a surface and try to compensate. So if you make yourself the supreme alpha male, I don't know how, because that would be false, but let's say in, in your character, your, the cartoon social character of yours becomes this supreme alpha male, which is going to be possible only for a, a few, very few select men. That means they're strong enough, intelligent enough, crazy enough. It's very few. The, the rest of the guys are more or less balanced. So how will you compensate for your problem? And even that so-called alpha male, who's the supreme at the top, that don't make that the girl is committed to him. She has more to lose if she goes with another guy. So she'll think about it 10 times. But it doesn't mean her attention is not constantly shopping around. I hope you understand. So this is a question of attention. And attention means uh, my energy system, what I'm interested in, where I'm going, who am I, what do I want, and who I'm partner, partner, partnering up to accomplish my objectives. If you're focused and you have a goal, your attention doesn't really squander. This is equal for both genders. If I'm focused and I'm committed and I'm clear about my direction, I'm not really concerned what's going on on the left or on the right. If I'm not totally focused, then immediately my attention is looking for something to entertain me or give me a stimulation from the outside. And nothing better in life as stimulation than sex. To, but what are you doing? Let's say you're a guy and you're walking around in the street and whether you're accompanied or not, what's, what are you really doing? Well, you're looking, engaging to see, to evaluate yourself. Isn't that what you're doing? So there's a pretty girl over there or a girl you interpret or decide, evaluate as pretty. So now you're trying to gauge if she's going to respond to you and if yes, how and if no, why. So the game, there's a game. But what's really causing you to do that if it's not, I'm trying to find validation? Yeah, but if you feel, if you're confident in your manhood, do you look for validation? Do you need to go outside of yourself to see what another person thinks of you? And then do, do you want to give the power of who you are to a woman? Because that's essentially what you're doing. I'm walking in the street, I'm looking at that girl, Apparently, according to my skill, she's a 9 on 10. It doesn't really matter. It's your imagination, right? And now you are doing, you're flashing yourself so that she can nod or disnod you so that she can determine your value. That's called being insane by the, between me and you. So let's say she nods and she says yes. Now, oops, inflates the ego. The false sense of yourself. If you were really the man, you wouldn't care what the hell she thinks or doesn't think. The gesture, the very fact that you're doing this shows that there's an, an insecurity in your manhood. Thus, you're looking for validation and you're willing to put your life in her hands so that she decides yes, no. So if you build your character strong enough, you may get a lot of likes because you're able to deceive a little girl who's brainwash on television doesn't know up from down at least at the surface 
Now we can address the subject in regards to the woman who's also doing this, but women do it in a more subtle way. What is she doing? Looking to see if she's beautiful, if she's strong, if she's got a womb and she can magnetize towards herself a certain kind of masculine figure. And all she's doing is shopping around, seeing how much of attention I can get from how many people and who, how high can I go in the scale of masculinity or power. Especially when they're young because they're at the peak of their uh, so-called uh, organic beauty. So now she wants to see well, how, how high can I get? Well, there's that guy over there, he's cute, but he's no prince. Well, if I can get myself a prince, why wouldn't I want to take a prince? But what is she really doing? Is she, is she concerned about who she is, what she wants, what she's really here to give birth to? No, all she's looking for is a validation to, to the illusion of herself. If she was actually concerned about who she is, she wouldn't be shopping around endlessly. And what happens, look around in our society. So particularly in the youth of the woman where she is in her organic beauty peak, she never stops shopping around because she's, she's like, how high can I get? And no matter what she finds, she's, her mind is always like, but maybe I can get better, but maybe I can get better. But better of what? more external prestige, more show, more status. But it's all f a fakery. And if you dig into that woman, actually, she's totally insecure. She has no sense of her power, no sense of who she is, no sense of what her purpose is. I'm talking about most of the time. It's in general, even though they may have a career, it's all rubbish at the end of the day. In the, at the womb level, she has no idea who she is. And if you challenge her a little bit, she crumbles in her femininity. It's, there's no strength there. Think about it. This is a small tangent. I hope I'm not going to take it too far. It's, they say, the statistics are not too sure, 70% of women suffer from menstrual problems, pains and cramps and whatnot. Think about it. 7 out of 10. Today, this is just normal. 7 out of 10 women, once a month, month suffer. I guess this puts in together everything. Premenstrual problems like psychological distortion, emotional peaks, highs and lows, uh, cramps, pains and whatnot. Nobody talks about that. Seven out of 10, this is just a number. If it's not seven, it's eight, six. If it's not six, it's eight. Okay, how about that? What does that actually mean, that symptom? Today, because of modern science and their stupid medical system, it means nothing. But if you actually understand how the body works, it means that in the feminine uh, biological reproduction system, there's a problem, it's broken. Pain is not normal. When your body has pain, it means something's out of whack, out of alignment, the machinery doesn't flow properly. If there's a hormonal system, think about it. If God created or nature, let's use nature, has created the woman, let's pretend because we can push this conversation and go really far, and I hope I'm not gonna lose my, my track, and if I do, you bring me back. Let's say a woman is supposed to go on a menstrual cycle that's about 29 days, 28, 29 days. So each month for, for her whole phase of fertility, she gets ready, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, she unleashes or unwinds and gets ready again. Do you think that nature have made it that it should be problematic, painful, and a source of anguish? Makes absolutely no sense. But this is, uh, our, this is how it is for most women. Statistics say. So doesn't that say that there's a problem? And where is it pointing? We're talking about literally the womb the uterus, the ovaries, and the hormonal system. So doesn't, isn't that pointing to 
what the definition, what differentiates a man from a woman, her femininity is in pain? Isn't it literal? Am I like pulling this out of my ass? It's literal. So her femininity is in pain. Now there are some women who say, I don't have pain, so I must be a superwoman. Well, let's dig a little further. Because the body has all kinds of mechanisms to protect itself. So I'm just using this as a broad example to say, so there's a fundamental insecurity in both sexes. Now I was just taking the thread of a woman. You don't know what a man is, you don't know what a woman is. This is a subject nobody likes to hear because uh, it's so profound. And now you have a deep, profound insecurity and you go into the marketplace outside where you're surrounded with other zombies who are as dumb if not dumb, dumber than you, seeing who you can hustle out of their attention. The more you can suck attention, the more you feel validated and you feel that you have value. That's it. But at the end of the day, you go home, you have nothing. You have no power, you have no value, you have no real partnership, you don't know who you are, you don't know what you're designed for, you don't know what the purpose of life is, you don't know what the relationship with a man is supposed to be, and when somebody talks like this, you think he's crazy, and you go right back to your machine clicking, trying to get attention. Like a fucking dog, trying to get his sensation with the buzzer. Imagine the world we live in, the fucking madness of this world. The madness is unending, it's, it's crazy, and the fact that people, very few people want to address subjects that, this is not even profound, this is basic. So few people talk about this, shows to which extent our world is insane. But when you do that, it confronts you to such a, 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 a huge abyss of unknown and darkness, because you don't, just don't know. It's so much easier to put makeup on, use an application that deforms your face and makes it so apparently pretty. It's so easy to go to the gym, tonify your quads so that it looks like you're strong, or tonify your gluteus maximus so you look like you got a nice ass, but you really don't. It's like made out of fucking muscle, right? It's not a real ass. It's fake. Or fake breasts or whatever it is, and, and the men have their own... It's so much easier, even if it's not so easy, you have to spend energy, but technically it's so much easier than to actually answer the questions of who am I? What is a man? What is a woman? What is my power? What am I designed to do? Nobody wants to ask those questions. It's so unfortunate that nobody wants to ask those questions. And what do people accept? Shit. Crumbs. Crumbs would be generous. You don't even cr get crumbs anymore, you get a like on Facebook. It's not even a crumb. It's so fake. At least before a person looks at you, it's in the street, there's an actual connection. Now it's through a machine. Oh my God, poor people. That's all I have to say uh, in regards to this. So this opens up a huge subject about sexuality. And if you don't address that, then you will live all kinds of symptoms, jealousy being one of them. Now, when I was a younger cat, I was 18 years old, 17 years old. No, I, I experienced jealousy much before. But when I got into my first real relationship, I experienced jealousy at an extreme height. And people would say, something's wrong with you. Oh, it must be because you're hot-blooded, right? Because uh, whiter people are less uh, prone to jealousy or they just repress it and express it differently. And I'm apparently from over there with the terrorists and shit, so like we get jealous, right? All this fucking rubbish. And my mom would bring up my grandfather, her father, who says, your, your grandfather was also very jealous and whatnot. And I'm like, I don't care what you're saying. There's something happening and I don't know what it is. And that girl in question, 
in the standards of being a good girlfriend, she was a good girlfriend. She could have been an asshole, she wasn't. Uh, she could have been a, you know, this is bad girlfriends. She's a slut. Uh, you know, she, she was as respectful as she could be. So it couldn't be just that. There was something else. And our relationship was constantly pointing at this and I couldn't get over it. And it was so deep what it was pointing to. And I didn't understand. And nobody's teaching me about it. My father's not at all talking about this ever. Uh, my other friends who are with their girls are going through their own uh, hell. All trying to each, everybody's trying to stay uh, at the surface. Trying to act like they're not insecure. But insecurity is just ruling the, the whole atmosphere. And she has no clue. She just sees that you're suffering. She doesn't really know why. She, technically, she doesn't really care. But because you're going to make her night a hell, so she kind of cares. But she doesn't. She just doesn't want you to ruin the night again. But why are you doing this? Because something about the whole scene is sick. It took me years to understand what was going on. It's not just me. It's me, the context, the social arena in which we are, the dance, everything is a lie, the confusion, the mockery, the game. This is a social game. And some people like that game. They really thrive on that which is what the, the so-called culture of money and rich young guys and the rappers and all these so-called artists, they feed off of stealing other people's girlfriends and being the center of attention for 10 minutes. And they hope to, like Drake, to stay at the center of attention as long as possible. They really like that American high school stupidity. They feed off of that game, but um, that's, not, that, that's not my destiny. Like, uh, Marcus Aurelius in his book said he thanked the gods for never being the best at anything because not being the best at everything allowed him to have a greater vision of life being, instead of being the best at something you get totally absorbed in it I feel a little bit like this I've always been very good at everything but never the best which means I never get sucked into it if I'm an athlete well I'm not the supreme athlete it takes over if I'm a whatever it is so I'm, I always I always have a perspective I'm like, there's better than me, then there's the retards in the back. But I can't lie to myself and pretend that there's not a better looking guy than me, stronger looking guy than me, richer guy than me, cooler. Like, so I, there's, a, there's a perspective, then you see the cats in the back. Some are fucking losers, some are your friends, <laughs> you know what I mean? And their struggles and you sympathize with them, so you, I got a sense of things. I'm like, something's wrong with the game. It's kind of rigged and set up in a particular way for me to lose. And that became very clear to me. So when that first relationship ended, I fasted. I'm talking about one nothing to do with nobody. I'm like, I quit. I didn't say I quit like this, but internally I'm like, I don't want, I'm not going on this merry-go-round again. This is crazy. Only crazy people would do such a thing. And I don't understand how people just would get right back onto this fucking nonsense. And my quote-unquote ex-girlfriend you know, a couple of minutes later, she's right back onto the carousel, like a nun to it. And I'm like watching this, I'm like, I don't understand. A couple of weeks ago, I'm the greatest thing that has ever existed. Now, you ignore me, never talk to me like I've never existed, and you're with that guy like he's the old version of me, but the new version. I don't understand. How the fuck can you do that? I was stunned, I didn't understand women at the time and how they, there's mechanism, uh, unconscious mechanism. I didn't understand anything, but I was like stunned. I'm like, what kind of heartless creature does this? 
and that is nourishing her in a way also because I'm like broken and I'm pouring and I'm not understanding and I'm like I'm a shit man and all of this fucking madness and she's just doing what she got to do she has to survive and she's playing her end of the game totally unconscious and oblivious of what's really going on and she doesn't need to want to know I do I want to understand what's happening to me why I'm suffering why does, does it feel like a loser's game so I took this studied it and I'm like okay here's what I got to do now to be the man I have to be a greater version of the man that I was before so being I was a kid I said I'm gonna be the guy I'm gonna be the player guy I'm gonna have big muscles I'm gonna be that dude I'm still young right I'm gonna be the guy at the club the guy that dressed good I'm gonna be that dude at the beginning stages of that dude and I worked that archetype really hard I got the body I wanted I got the VIPs that I wanted me and my friends were working it we were doing working the circuit I was looking fresh as always like that was my attention and I got to a certain place of status within there and I realized this is rubbish I appear like something I'm getting some kind of attention but these girls don't care about me and it could be somebody else and now I'm making the other guys the, the, the lower guys envy me and hate me and at some point some guy came I'll never forget that dude I don't know if I was kind of drunk or high or I don't know which version I was and I know he was in his own and we kind of collided it was at the end of that journey and he kind of bumped into me and he's like he just grabbed my biceps when you have big muscles people kind of like touch you and he was in a good mood and he's like you know because of that some people would want to beat you up eh? and I looked at him like this because I was like I was like really clueless I'm like I'm like really he's like yeah and then we just went on but I, I'll never forget that moment because it kind of like gave you perspective you're so much in your little bubble and I'm like kind of clueless and it gives you perspectives like you're bothering other people because you're that dude now you don't realize that you're that dude especially if you don't believe yourself so you, you enter into an arena of, of war against other men to try to get resources of women who don't really give a fuck about you are not really women are technically not they don't have so much value but they appear that they are valuable because they're young and youthful and they're flaunting their so-called sexuality so it's all a fucking facade I'm gonna be honest with you I really hated that I really hated the whole atmosphere I played it until I said this is a loser's game you can't win And of course, some people decided they want to push the game further. And I saw these guys, some of these guys were, I wouldn't say my friends, acquaintances, because in my group of friends, I was that dude. But there are guys who are, when you're at that status, there's other guys like this, and some people are like, going to go for it. They're like, fuck it, I'm going further. And I saw these guys, and I saw, well, then they swap, it's the same pool of women, they swap the women, you know, the woman trying to get to the top of the club scene which is a it's just a micro universe of, of society I'm like this is a loser's game you can't win there's something fundamentally flawed in it and when that became very clear to me I said I'm not I'm not taking that route I'm looking for another solution and that's what took me on the path of uh, knowledge itself and uh, uh, let's say healing but kind of discovering what's really going on I had no idea that this was going to bring me to the knowledge I've come across but my heart was looking for a solution I'm like this doesn't make such pain for so little is madness why would a person choose to do that and then you see the world around you and look at what they're doing but people are trying to uh, 
get the most that they can at a certain age and then they get exhausted. And then they try to cash in and get the best that they can. But they're bitter, frustrated. They're bitter and frustrated. They don't even know what they're bitter and frustrated of. They're bitter and frustrated at the game and themselves because they didn't technically win. But you can't ever win. No matter who you got, you're going to be disappointed because it's not real. It's based on a facade. The whole game is a facade. So you mean to tell me that the greatest, the most fundamental uh, relation in the human experience, which is between the man and the woman, is a flawed game and doomed to superficiality. This is what, that's what the world is offering. I brought it up in another video about these fucking sluts in uh, Sex in the City, these despicable demons, this worthless, disgusting, like this, you see how I'm, I'm like, this is disgusting. It's like pus. You mean to say that this is the most sacred relationship that can give birth to God himself? This is, what the, this is what sexuality is doomed to, these sluts and these idiots on the other side that either play these sluts, take them for a ride, or idiots that get conned. In all of this, what are they looking for? Underneath the facade, everybody's looking for a connection. Whether it's a slut or a guy who chooses, I don't want to play, the wannabe monk, which I've been also, is people who are just looking for a connection. A place where there's a recognition but a recognition of what? Your personality? Which is transient? Somebody that sees my value? But you're at the surface. You don't see your value. You think you're so-and-so with your diplomas, your car, your wittiness, your sense of humor. All this is not, has nothing to do with you. Yeah, it's the outer shell or art of, outer persona. And you want somebody to recognize those aspects and then embrace you in everything that's weak and disgusting in you. That's what people are looking for, is safety. Because with the world outside, which is the law of nature, the jungle doesn't, have, doesn't offer that, it's ruthless. It's either you get strong or you get destroyed. So that's at the end of the day, the connection people are looking on for, something they can cling on to, that becomes a kind of, some kind of buoy of security in this madness of a world that we live in. And all the charade that you see is just a disguise to kind of get you the best buoy that you can find. And once you find it and you clench onto it, you hold on with it with your dear life because you, you need to stay afloat to not drown in the madness of our world. So that's the reality. So it's not really about love, it's about survival. It's not really about a deeper connection. At a level there is, but that's not really what you end up settling for. You end up settling for something that keeps you afloat. And to have a deep connection, that's a lot of work. A real deep connection. You need to start with yourself. It's cliche, but this is the truth. And now, not many people want to do that. People are interested in the artifice and the outside world and the little games that come with it. Woohoo, we're going to go to the restaurant. Woohoo, we're going to go to that event. Woohoo, we're going to go see a boxing match and we're in the front rows. All this glitter and fame that everybody's seeking, at, uh, there's the people who get the most of it and everybody else who gets the small you know, versions of it. But everybody's trying to be that a celebrity in, in some way. Thinking that this is the end-all and be-all of... Of, you, of human experience and bliss and pleasure being the center of attention. Well, why are people begging for other people's attention? And when you're doing this, don't you feel like a loser? Well, I've done it. I've seen myself. I still catch myself in that work. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? 
validate me. It's disgusting. It means there's a weakness in my, in my system. Now I'm interested in, in foraging a very strong and hermetic energy system. So I use this as opportunities to see where there's leaks, what kind of energies affect me, why, at what level, where, it's, where are my weaknesses in, my, in the circuit. So I don't give so much value to this anymore as when I was much younger. I'm like, if she doesn't nod for my existence, I, I'm, I have to get bigger pecs. Well, when you have big pecs, you get a certain kind of attention, but you certainly don't get what you want. That attention stays at the surface of yourself. So anyways, just to wrap up my flow, all of this is a question of attention. You're seeking attention. But why do you seek attention? Because you don't have any. If you're rich, why do you seek money? I am money. Why do I seek attention? Because I don't have attention. My attention is outside of myself lost. So I need attention to validate me. Well, why don't I validate myself with my attention? So there's a famous sentence that everybody who's ever watched Karate Kid knows. Uh, the, the, you learn karate so you don't need to do karate. In other words, this is a very deep sentence. You can take it in so many ways and I'm going to apply it to the attention scheme. And I think some of you can see where I'm going. If I know how to fight, I don't need to prove that I can fight. I don't have the part of me that feels insecure that needs to prove to the other guy that I'm not insecure and I can beat you. I'm confident in myself in regards to my martial skills, in my manhood at that level. So I don't care. I don't need to validate something. This is at a martial level, at an aggression level. Fantastic. Let's apply this to sense of value. If I have value for myself, do I need somebody else to validate me? Absolutely not. That's the secret. If I know who I am and what's my value, do I need somebody to recognize that? Absolutely not. So that's the secret to get out of all those miserable emotions that people call the height of love. I'm jealous because I love you and you left me. I'm like, no, you're fucking being played for a fool. You don't understand what energetic link you got into and she's tugging at it and manipulating you, trying to put you against another person energetically and now you find yourself in a threesome, foursome, quadrusome, kintusome, God knows what, and now you're in pain and you're experiencing a symptom which is the surface level symptom of, and you call that jealousy, something's wrong. Who wants to play that? That's not love. That's drama for idiots who want entertainment. I'm not looking for entertainment, I'm looking for peace of mind. And I highly recommend that for people. So if you, if you see what I'm trying to say, you, then you understand that cultivating your attention, which is a very deep subject in its own self, which is the very um, soul of what yoga is in its true sense, is to cultivate, literally, your attention. That's the solution. Because if you're dependent on somebody applauding you, that means you're at the mercy of people booing you. And sooner or later, they'll boo. So you're a junkie at the end of the day. You're a junkie off their applause. You get high. It gives you the impression that you're amazing. But you're not, because if you were, you wouldn't care, nor look for it. And now they control your destiny. They've decided to elevate you. And the same people now are going to get bored with you sooner or later. 
So sooner or later, they're going to want to bring you down to entertain themselves by crushing you and seeing what you're going to do now. Let's see what that little ant is going to do when you crush it. How it's going to respond. Is it going to cry? Is it going to moan? Is it going to put a, put a fight? Is it going to, uh, you know, what, what, what's, what is it going to do? Let's see. Let's find entertainment. This is what, this is what the people represent. They become your God. They decide if you're good or bad. Now, why would I ever want to put myself in the hands of people who are quite frankly pathetic and empty? Well, that's the trade-off. I don't have value. I'm going to suck your attention. In return, they get to decide your fate. This is the, that's the trade-off. I'm going to go into the arena to take your attention. The more you are uh, outlandish, I think it's a good word, the more you're outlandish, the more you're able to attract attention. There's a price to pay in return to that, for that attention. They decide your fate. That's why they're giving it to you. So that they can feel empowered to decide what you are, who you are, what happens to you. So they get to play God with you. And the person who's being exalted is under the delusion that they're God. No, you're the puppet. So then there's a war between those two clans. This is for my own pleasure, I'm going to say that. So the person who's in the position of the star who sucks attention starts to realize I'm at their mercy. So now they start to, de to derive strategies so that they can continue to suck attention endlessly, separate themselves from the dependents and make it that the attention is constant and that they can never, the, the populace can never break them and bring them back down. It becomes a whole strategy of how I can suck without ever falling back down so I can feed off your energy endlessly. Now this is deep stuff, it's the, it's, this is the very essence of witchcraft. Witchcraft is how to take energy, sorry, attention, which controls or directs energy and make it in, in, a, in a, sorry, attention which controls the direction of energy in a, in a system which is in depletion. That is the very essence of witchcraft, think yourself not that it's the other way around. If everything was perfect, you wouldn't need to steal or cheat or manipulate because the flow has got it, you don't have got to do nothing. The very essence of witchcraft, which means manipulation of attention, whether it's what you call white magic, black magic, purple magic, orange magic, I don't care what color it is, it's a game of attention because there's a deficit, there's a, there's a scarcity within the system. Now that's deep, most of you won't understand, those of you who happen to understand anything about witchcraft, you'll probably never understand what I'm saying unless you're really honest. The very nature of witchcraft comes from scarcity. If there was no scarcity, there would be no need to manipulate energy and attention. Because everybody can feed. All you got to do is cultivate the divine in you and then you receive more. You don't have to take from somebody. In fact, you can be a giver. So now we have all these frauds who are essentially suckers of energy, who pretend to be givers, who pretend to be rich, who pretend to be resourceful. When they're not, they suck from you and pretend that they give so that you give them more. You can't give if you don't have, and to have you have to understand the nature of energy, where the power really comes from, and that your system is able to be hermetic, it's, it's like sealed. It can pass through you and now it can sprout and give. Now many people would like to pretend that they're at that stage, but clearly they haven't gone deep enough to realize how twisted the mind is. That being said, that's a good first flow. I appreciate it. Thank you for your attention. Let's keep going. Thank you for watching Giant TV. 
For more premium content on living spirituality, subscribe to the channel now. And don't forget to hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of Jayan's videos.